0: Hello and welcome to Super Informed Radio, the official Unisuper podcast. I'm Lyndon, and this is our monthly investment podcast. We're going to be looking back on last month, May 2022, and chatting about what's been happening in investment markets. And we're also going to look at what we'll be watching this month in June, as we head towards the end of the financial year. David Colosimo is our resident expert. He's a highly experienced economist and investment manager in our investment team. He focuses on Australian and global macroeconomic trends, and he works across a range of portfolios here at Unisuper. David, welcome back to Superinform Radio.
1: Thanks, Lyndon. It's great to be here.
0: Now, last month, David, we were talking about the impact of rising inflation and interest rates on equity and bond markets. Has anything changed this
1: month? Well, inflation's still definitely a concern. Uh, But I suppose over the past month, there have been some signs that inflation may be peaking in the U.S. Um, Even so, inflation pressures are still running very strong. And there's still a focus on how much higher interest rates need to go in the U.S. and most other developed countries around the world to get inflation under control. Uh, I suppose the big question is how much these rate hikes will hit economic growth. Now, we're already seeing more caution in the U.S. housing market. Um, Houses are taking longer to sell, uh, often with a discount, and the inventory of unsold homes is rising from very low levels. Uh, Also, the consumption of goods is now slowing, uh, and this is playing out in the retail sector. So after building capacity during the pandemic, Amazon has announced it's shedding workers and reducing floor space, while traditional retailers such as Target and Walmart are reporting rising inventories of unsold goods. Now, a big question is whether this represents overall weakness, or is it just a normalisation from the consumption of goods, which were boosted during the pandemic, back to the consumption of services? Now, leisure and travel companies, such as Southwest Airlines and Disney's theme parks, continue to indicate improving conditions. Uh, One thing that we can see in the data, however, is that US households are now starting to eat into some of the savings they built up during the pandemic. So the rising cost of living is clearly having an impact.
0: Okay, so we're really sort of starting to see things slow down a bit. Yeah. Uh, Looking at China now, we're seeing some signs that things are getting better there.
1: Yeah, hopefully, Lyndon. Uh, In recent months, there's been rolling lockdowns in many parts of the country uh, as the government maintained that zero-tolerance attitude to COVID. Now, this has had two main impacts The first is a significant hit to economic activity in China, uh, possibly even worse than the initial wave in early 2020. It's also put further strain on global supply chains, which can boost inflation around the world. Uh, The good news is that cases have been falling. uh, Mobility restrictions in Beijing and Shanghai are now starting to lift. Uh, The Chinese government's also announced a number of measures to stimulate the economy back to full health. What about here in Australia? Well, of course, over the last month, we now have a new government, but we haven't really seen this have a financial market impact. The biggest change is that the new government has a much stronger mandate for climate change action. Uh, In May, we also had three of Australia's major banks report their first half results. At this stage, conditions remain quite good. Credit growth is strong. There's no evidence of problem loans emerging. Uh, I suppose the one downside is, most com- like most companies, there are cost pressures coming through. Uh, the bigger concerns are probably more forward-looking. So will rate hikes drive house prices lower? And what will come of the recent headlines of the financial stress in the construction sector?
0: So generally speaking, the Australian economy kind of seems to be travelling okay for the moment. Yeah. Cool. So turning to markets now, we have seen a bit of a rally recently, haven't we? Yeah,
1: definitely. Over the last two weeks of May, the US market rallied 6%, uh, and after that managed to finish flat for the month as a whole. Um, Now, this was really led by a 15% surge in energy stocks, which led the charge, but banks were also stronger uh, after the US's biggest bank, JP Morgan, noted improving trends in interest income. Uh, But consumer stocks, uh, especially many of the staples such as Walmart and Target, have been weak. As I mentioned earlier, there are concerns about the need to discount rising inventories and the impact that this will have on margins. Um, Australian stocks, meanwhile, were down 3% in May, uh, but our market has outperformed the US for the last three months, so a little bit of weakness there might have been due. The weakness in Australia was quite broad-based. Unlike the US, Australian banks were actually quite weak on concern about house price risks, uh, and Australian energy stocks also lagged the US.
0: Last but not least, David, what's coming up for the month ahead?
1: Well, Lyndon, the biggest market factor is probably that the US Federal Reserve is scheduled to start what is known as quantitative tightening, or QT, from today, June 1st. Now, since the global financial crisis, the Fed has met each economic challenge by quantitative easing, which is buying US government bonds and mortgage securities. Now they're actually going to allow these bonds to mature and they're not going to replace them. So their balance sheet, which has grown quite large during the pandemic, will start to shrink. Now, colloquially, quantitative easing is often referred to money printing. Now, we don't have a catchy name for the opposite of money printing, but it's definitely going to reduce the abundant liquidity in the global financial system.
0: Is it likely that that's going to have a big impact on markets?
1: Well, the market's been anticipating this for a few months, so I think it's already been a factor in the recent sell-off. I suppose it's a bit of a waiting game to see whether there's a further impact on the financial system. I'd note that the products that blossomed in the world of abundant liquidity, things such as cryptocurrencies and NFTs, they've also seen pretty significant falls. Now, we don't hold those types of assets in our portfolios, uh, but they have been very weak. Uh, Also this month, the RBA is meeting on June 7th, and we have a Fed meeting on June 15th, so we'll be watching these quite closely. Um, We expect another 50 basis point hike by the Fed, uh, but the RBA meeting is a bit more uncertain. So the market has been anticipating that the RBA could follow the Fed and deliver as much as 50 basis point rate hikes in the next few months. So if they stick to just the standard 25 basis point, then Australian bond yields could fall. Um, And finally, we'll be keeping an eye on how Chinese activity recovers as they loosen COVID restrictions further.
0: David Colosmo, it's always a pleasure having you uh, with us. So thanks for joining us for this month's Investment Podcast. Thanks, Lyndon. And that wraps up this episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to know when our next podcast is dropping, you can subscribe to us via any good podcast app or check unisuper.com.au forward slash podcasts. Unisuper, if you don't know, is the place where bright minds and passionate people strive to think great and create a future worth retiring for. So whether you're a Unisuper member or not, if you'd like more information about our investments, visit our website, unisuper.com.au. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. This podcast is of a general nature. It doesn't take into account your personal financial situation, needs, or objectives. Before you make decisions about your super, we recommend you seek financial advice. Also, consider the product disclosure statement and target market determination that's relevant to you. They're available on our website. The past performance of any investment options we discuss isn't indicative of their future performance, and it's worth noting that by talking about certain companies, we aren't endorsing them for inclusion in your personal portfolio.